Hi there. Welcome back to the Creative Visibility Podcast. I'm Brett Shuford, your host. And if you're somebody who's really, really stuck on what to post, you're just like, every day, I feel like maybe some days I'm inspired. I want to stay consistent on social media, but like, what the hell do I post? I have an amazing free gift for you. And it's a gift that keeps on giving. It is called What the Hell to Post. And if you go to the link in my show notes, or you can actually go onto my website at brettshuver.com, you can register to get every single month an email with a brand new beautiful calendar that helps inspire you for ideas that month based on celebrating what's happening in the world, celebrating and honoring LGBTQ plus events, but also just because if you know me, you know I'm a nerd about this stuff. There's also always a little bit of Disney thrown in. So if you want some ideas of what the hell to post this month, make sure you go to brettshuver.com slash resources and you'll see a selection of things there, including this free calendar. And who doesn't want to get an email from me every month? Now onto the show. Today's guest is Preston Conrad. Now Preston Conrad is actually one of the first lifestyle influencers that I ever really found on Instagram who was openly gay in New York City and has really built this amazing community of people who are so engaged with the content that he creates. They're so inspired by the stuff that he does. And honestly, I have been due. My skincare routine has altered because of things I've learned from him. I've been inspired to do interior design work because of him. And what's really cool about him is that he comes from a theater background, was was a theater major, but ended up becoming this sort of expert in fashion and, and consulting and design. He's worked with some of the leading brands in the world, luxury brands, of course. Um, and now he has his own brand. He even opened his own store. It's on 10th Avenue in New York City now. And guess what the name is? Preston Conrad, his own name. And we talk a little bit about what it feels like, that imposter syndrome, when you really start to own what it is you want and allow your name to be seen on a storefront, how intimidating that can be, and how to move through that bit of imposter syndrome so that you can continue to own and be the boss that you are. And Preston Conrad is the perfect person to learn all about that from. So enjoy today's episode. This is Preston Conrad. Hi, Preston. Welcome to the podcast. Hi, Brett. Thanks for having me. I'm just so excited to have you here because I have followed your journey for a very long time and listened to an earlier version of your podcast when it was Morning People. Yeah. And um, and my dad's name is Preston. I don't meet Stop. a lot of Prestons. Yeah. I don't know any other yeah. Prestons. That's the smallest world. I've really never met another Preston. Are you serious? Yeah. But you're Southern. That's so funny. That's a Southern thing. So I feel like yeah. Preston's like a sweet tea vibe down there. It just kind of rolls off the tongue. But you're, but you're not Southern. Where are you from? I'm not. I'm from Philadelphia originally. Well, I'm from outside of Philadelphia on like a little, in a very small little town. And is Preston a family name or where did Preston that come from? was my grandmother's maiden name. Last, yeah, last name. Oh, yeah. it's a good name. It's a Thanks. really good name. You know, when you're a little kid and you're like a little closeted gay and you're like, can't I just be like, Steve, <laughs> you're like, why does it have to be Preston? And then now that um, I'm older and very old, I love it. So shout out yeah. to my mom. 
for hooking that up. And it looks really good on a store window, I gotta say. Um, hey, it does. Yeah, we'll get to that, we'll get to that. But I, so I, I find, what I love about your journey is you've really found this, your online journey at least, is you've really found this really cool way of being an influencer, a style, lifestyle influencer, but you're still real and authentic. And I don't feel like everyone always nails that. I think there's a lot of people who kind of hide behind their social media and I still see you. I still see you as a person in everything that you do. And I'm really curious how how you were able to discover that balance. Thank you, by the way, for that. Um, because I mean, you're like, I'm like you at heart, like you're, you're much more um, professional than I am as a performer, but like, I was like a theater kid growing up and made my way back to performing with television and now, but it's always kind of like been in me to share and be kind of like on. So when stories came about on Instagram in particular stories, I felt like I was like, cause I, I think it was story was knocked off of Snapchat, right? Yes. Yes. Um, and knocked off. And I was like, wait a minute, this is a really good way for me to show who I really am because people would for a while would see my Instagram at the time, which was like just static imagery. And they'd be like, Oh, it's so nice to meet you. I thought you were like an asshole. I thought you were snooty or I thought, and I'm like, why? And they're like, Oh, well you like pose in these like outfits on the street. And I'm like, no, my God, that's so the opposite. Like I'm actually just a really goofball and stories was a nice place for me to feel like I was like speaking to my audience directly. And I found a lot of traction, like from the jump there. And, um, I figured I would just kind of keep rolling with it. And, you know, it's weird because people, I'm sure like you could come up to you guys on the street or like, Oh my God, I feel like I know you or see you at the barbershop or something. And you're like, ah. and it feels nice, but they do know a lot about you. And I love that. I love that. They know so much about me. Yeah. I, I think that it's so tricky. This is one of the things I, I talk to people about is like, how do you make the person you see live and in person match the person you see online? And that's a, that's, I don't think everyone nails that. And I think you really do. And Thanks. I'm really curious, like I, you know, you're openly gay, but your, yep. your whole platform was really started through working in this corporate environment and especially national television, like being a stylist, making guest appearances. Talk a little bit about your journey in that world to building your personal brand, this idea of Preston Conrad, because I imagine there was a delicate balance in what you could put online. Totally. Especially as, you know, being married, you know, being married to a man and, and living that life. And then also trying to book these national television gigs. Totally. What have been sort of the challenges for that? A good question. I still like, who was it? Someone said to me the other day, I don't know. I said, still, I was like, does that sound super gay? And I'm like, I'm super gay. And I said it out loud. Like it was like a recording or it was me on TV. I was watching something back. So it is a fine balance because what what's making my personal brand sing right now is that I am really honest and open with my following. And so that they want to become part of my product line and they want to engage and they want to support me. So it's like a real connection we have. But then for television, it's split, right? So like the fashion lifestyle guy role has always been kind of gay. So it's fine. Like I'm never worried about it, right? It's like the Carson Kressleys and this guy, like I know these people as friends and I know them on TV. So I'm like, oh, we, we all are in the same gay boat. But then sometimes when it's like on a larger scale, like if I'm on the Today Show, if I do something on a network, I sometimes question myself. I'm like, oh, do I need to be more 
buttoned up right now or a little more mainstream. But at the end of the day, I always shake it. And I'm just like, let me be me because what's got me success so far is just being authentic and moving my hands around a lot and tapping the host on the shoulder and being like, I mean, don't you think like, you know, engaging with them. And it's just, I think they always get a little like surprised by it because I'm not just like a talking like, and this product we'll do this for you. I'm like, I want to be the will to your grace lady. Whoever's hosting this segment. I want to help <laughs> you now. I'm here to be your buddy. So I, as the older I've gotten, you know, it's less of an issue, but you know, getting into the business, it was like, I don't want to be too gay. Yeah. and, and, and Everyone's they, a little gay now. Well, everyone. Yes. But, <laughs> yeah. but then like, do you ever feel restricted to what you can post online because of this side of your business? No, uh, no. I mean, I have like a clear, my partner and I don't like, he doesn't choose to be on social media and doesn't wish to be. So like, we've made that like respectful decision that like our life is our life and it happens in real life and it doesn't happen on the phone. And it's been, I think it's like, I don't know any different, honestly. And it's just like awesome. So I can shut off this at the end of the night. And then we just like exist you know, he uses the social media like your aunt does, like just to stalk people and watch videos, not like actually be on it. (laughs) So, which I love, but um, no, that's the only real like hard line is that I just keep that private. Um, But other parts of my life, I, you know, when my stepdad passed away last summer, I shared about it. Or when we buy a house, I share about it. When I have a, a big issue or a problem, or I'm feeling a certain way or black lives matter. And I'm, I want to speak out. Like I I'm very, I share it like, fuck it. Like I, I think it's important because so many people you said kind of hide behind their fake feed life and feed life is not real life. Feed life. There's the shirt. (laughs) Feed life is not real life. Yeah. Okay. But let's talk a little bit about being a part of the gay community, especially in New York city. Does there tend to be, I mean, just from your experience, is there a stigma related to having an online business? And especially somebody who comes from the theater background, I know I've had experiences in the theater world where people kind of think having a social media influencer, like having that even be a brand and building your brand, people just automatically have a judgment around it. And I feel like- Everyone does, it's so you know, judge. It's so judged. And I think it's because they've seen a lot of people do it so poorly. You totally. know? <laughs> totally. <laughs> Uh, I mean, it can be cringe. It can be cringe watching people, you know, professionally like do shit on an Instagram. It can be like cringe sometimes for sure. So I know what you're saying. Like people are very quick to judge. They are. So, and, and I think that, you know, Queens love to, to bring out the, the knives and, yeah. um, but I think it's so important to be open and talk about your sexuality in, especially today, because the more we normalize it, the better. Why do you think it's important for you? to be an influencer who is part of that community. And and what do you think we can do to help the LGBTQ plus community as influencers? I mean, I just don't really know any other way. Like my public life on social has always been like incorporating that part of me, whether it's like at an award show saying like how gorgeous I think a, a celebrity looks that night or talking about like a real issue around marriage equality or pride. Like I'm always just talking about that stuff. Um, so I don't really know any different, but the reason why I think it's so important is we very much, whether you're it's media or social media or influencer or entrepreneurs, we all live in a little bit of a bubble or New Yorkers. We all live in a little bit of a bubble. And I really pride myself on being in the DMs, like in the weeds as much as I can be. And 
there is some really thoughtful stuff that comes through. Somebody struggling with family or coming out or being themselves at work. So, and, and they're appreciative of seeing someone like a you or a me or, you know, living their life to the fullest online as much as they want to share about it. And they, it inspires them often. And so I lo a, love the messages and B take time to write back and tell them how much I appreciate that. And then offer some advice. And because I, the bubble mentality is real, you know, I mean, it feels like we're more connected than ever right now, but we're also miles away and live a very different world than a lot of other people who follow us online. It's so true. And I think that's why what you're saying is so important to, to be able to like really connect with people outside of the comments, like going into the DMs, listening, responding. I think it's so important. You know what my favorite today. trick is? You know what my favorite what? trick is? It's not even a trick. What? I just know that if there's someone I followed for so long and really admired them, whether it's their business or their humor or they're a comedian, I, you just want to make contact, right? Like you just want them to acknowledge you in the DM somehow. I like responding with a voice note. And Imagine someone you just like look up to or that you for some reason just keeps you entertained, writes back to you like with their voice. It's such a fun treat to get from someone that just makes you smile. And so I've been trying that more lately and I'm, and it like it delights people, whether it's like your mom on DM or like someone that follows you, it's fun. And it's so easy to do while you're walking down the street. Well, exactly. If you want to just be like, oh my God, sorry, I almost got hit by a cab, but yes, get the jeans. They run a little tight, um, you know, and like, you know, and like that kind of thing. It's a fun new okay. format. So everyone listening, try it. I love that. Okay. How did you go from theater kid to stylists to now this, you know, business owner? Talk, talk, talk to me about that journey. Man, um, that's so loaded. Um, I wanted to be like a performer at like, I quit Boy Scouts to be in the sound of music. Okay. Like, let's be clear. Um, so I was like, it was in my blood and was in every high school show. And when I got into college, I got into Emerson in Boston, which was heavy into performing arts and television and theater. And I had to pay for school, you know, myself, my family's like, this is amazing. You can totally go. We just, it's not in the cards for us to pay for it. I've worked since I was like 13 on a farm and I was like, I'll figure it out. Don't worry. So I worked retail at the gap in college. And I was recruited when I worked at the gap by, um, the chief of staff at Ralph Lauren to come work for Ralph Lauren at this new test store. And he's like, we just love your energy. We're watching you with these customers. It's such a, so fun. Like you should come work for us. I'm like, you're going to get me fired. You have to leave. I'm here to be on TV. That's why I'm in this school. I don't want to like make a career in this. And, um, the next day he came back and I quit my job on the spot and went with this random man and was a manager of this Ralph Lauren store called rugby it was like this offshoot of Ralph Lauren. And I was a manager of this test concept store. And then the chain took off. They asked me to move to New York when I graduated. And I was like, well, I guess I'm not going to work in TV. Like I'm in Bastion now, Ralph Lauren's recruited. Like I have a career here. And then I stayed there for 10 years and I, you know, was there any, just staying in that spot for a minute, was mm -hmm. there any process of like letting go or grief or like of totally. this idea that you had totally. to go through before you owned that? 
Yeah. I mean, there's a performative element to fashion that I really like loved, which is getting dressed and doing window displays and going to fashion shows. And like, there's a glossy side of it that feels very entertainment. Um, But at the end of the day, I'm folding sweaters or talking about sweaters. Right. So I'm like, okay, cool. I'm talking about fucking sweaters. I want to be on TV. This is like, not right. So I went through a bit of a grieving process. I went like, maybe I'll move to Los Angeles and quit this great job and really pursue what I went to college for. And at that time is when a friend of mine in PR in New York reached out and was like, hey, I'm helping my friend cast this pilot with Joan Rivers and Andy Cohen for a talk show and they need a fashion guy. Um, You work in fashion for Ralph Lauren, right? Can you do you have any interest in TV? I'm like, oh my God, wait a minute. Maybe this is both the world's coming together. Yes. And so I auditioned and I booked this show. It was like my first experience on television. It was like me, Billy Eichner, Joan Rivers, and Andy Cohen at a live talk show that never got picked up. It was for Bravo. It was a late night talk show. It was supposed to be, it's, I guess what Watch What Happens is now, like this, that format. And it just got me the bug again. And I was like, okay, I'm going to use my credibility in fashion to bring TV back into the picture and speak on things that I know from work. And I know I'm a good performer and I know I know fashion. So why not combine them both and try to be on TV because of my job? Oh, what a beautiful way of like finding your strengths, right? Yeah. It was wild. You know, it's like that dream never left me, right? Like you're, you know, I never, I always wanted to be performing in some sort of way, but I, I wasn't one to turn I mean, I need money. <laughs> I needed money. I needed to work a job. I needed, they were offering me a job and benefits and at this American lifestyle brand that everyone dreams of working for, like totally I'm going to take it. But yeah, that's how I came back. And then I just took it and networked the shit out of it and met magazine editors who ended up having TV agents. And I met with TV agents who were like, Hey, we could maybe sign you. You're pretty credible. Maybe we could help you get on that. You know? So it just kind of like, always keeping both wheels turning next to each other. So that hustle was still there. The hustle of like being oh. an actor was there y- y- yep. even when you were working in, in retail for 10 years. Totally. I mean, if you talk to a lot of people in retail, there's a lot of performers there, right? Like, yeah. uh, we're, we're all, yeah, exactly. Like it's, I worked at the gap. I worked at the gap and no, I worked at structure <laughs> Ooh, in college. A, I yeah. love structure. I always felt like I wasn't cool enough for structure. I was like, I'll just do gap. <laughs> it's real hometown. And I, you know, didn't certainly couldn't work at Abercrombie, but yeah, it just, it, it was wild, you know? And then I ended up continuing my career in fashion. I finally left Ralph Lauren. I worked for a British luxury brand running creative based out of London and New York. Then I was fashion director at American Eagle Outfitters, which was my final corporate job. And then I hit my wall and um, it was actually TV related. So I was working there and I had an opportunity to come across my desk, I guess through my phone to be one of the judges of Project Runway Junior or kids or teen. And I was like, oh my God, this is great. It's coming back into my life again. Here we go. And they were like, what would be great is if we could bring American Eagle in as the sponsor you're the fashion director. You can be the judge. It's a great branded deal. So I took it to the executive team in American Eagle and they were like, fuck that. Like project runway is like not our brand. Sorry. And I was like, wow, like that's more important to me than this job combining both. And I'm actually going to quit. And I had like no money in my bank account and I just quit. And I started my own companies. Wow. Yeah. That I love that it, it, you hit a wall. Like when you're when you know, and I think that's something that most people feel like, and I'd love you to speak to this. I think a lot of people feel like you have to, it's very black and white what you have to choose to do with your life, right? 
like I'm either going to be an actor or I'm going to do fashion or I'm going to be a blogger. And what I hear in all of this that I love is it was very much in that gray. It's like, I can do it all. Like, and I will live in the season that I'm, that I'm in. Like, I feel like doing TV. So fuck you, American Eagle Affairs. I'm going to do this. It's so true. I mean, now more than ever, if you have multiple disciplines or multiple passions, it's like you can do them all. I mean, you can be a violinist on TikTok and sell insurance nine to five, right? Like you can literally do both. And then on the weekends, you can sell your nut butters at the farmer's market because you're also an entrepreneur, right? Like you can do all of those things. All those things were always in me. Like I always was entrepreneurial. So I always wanted to start a brand. I always wanted to be on TV. And I always wanted to work in fashion lifestyle and making people feel stylish and not break the bank while doing it. So I, I like those three things are always on my pot or those three pots are always on my stove, excuse me. Um, and I kind of have to like salt them all equally. Um, but now because of these tools, like you can be a blank on YouTube and a blank on TikTok, but you're on your Instagram, your ex, and you can just diversify your outputs, like however you want. I mean, all these other hosts, like when I was a host on Amazon Live, like the chef, who's one of the chefs on the show with me, who now is on the Today Show, they found her on YouTube. They're like looking for cool young chefs, found her on YouTube, never been on TV, put her on Amazon Live, now she's on Today Show, like, because she just put the content out, you know? Yep. Yeah. So for you, do you ever deal with this idea of imposter syndrome? I mean, I can only imagine seeing your full name on window glass on a street front store that there must be a moment of like, who me? Like, like oh my God, I still feel that. Me? I still feel that. How, how do you move through the imposter syndrome to continue to show up, to continue to allow them to put that vinyl on the glass? Like, how do you push through that? That's such a good question. So I opened my store, I opened my brand in COVID. Uh, it's a home fragrance brand called Preston Conrad Home. I was like, we're not going to do this. There's this pandemic. We're fucked. I've been planning this for years. And I'm like, let's just do it. Turned out to be such a blessing. Everyone was stuck at home. They wanted their space to smell better. It was a calming moment. It was great for us. Had this opportunity to open up this store because uh, the guys down at Fine and Dandy knew the guy that was leaving. I was like, oh my God, we are friends. What if I take the store next to you? This So it just happened very fast. And I had that imposter moment quite literally when they took the vinyl down, you know, the application. And I was like, I'm who am I to put my name on the ninth on the corner of 10th and 49th? Like I'm, I'm just like a little hustler. Like I'm the Lisa Rinna of the West side. Like I'm just out here, like, <laughs> like I'm just out here selling things like, and you know, like, and I was just like, well, we did it. Didn't we? I mean, now we got to just, we got to decorate it. We got to make it cute. We got to find someone to work here with me. We got it. You just kind of push through it. And I also, I just do like, I, I don't know. I've gotten to be more confident. I mean, part of the imposter syndrome is also with outside noise. So like uh, haters and DMS or nasty comments. Trolls. Like I just, I'm just a blocker. Like, I'm like, you came into my room to move, throw some China around. Fuck off. Like you're being blocked. You can't throw China in my room. So I blocked them. <laughs> um, but so like without the outside noise, I feel pretty confident in my decision-making, but you know, when someone like a magazine editor comes in and I'm like, Oh, how embarrassing. Like, I still feel that I'm like, what does she think? Is it cute enough? Does it smell good enough? Did I vacuum nice enough? Like, I don't know, you know, like you just wonder, uh, but yeah. I, I just, I shut out the outside noise and I, I think about the end goal and the end goal is you know, to create a brand that 
people of all ages and walks of life can feel better about their home with. So th that helps me block out the imposter little devil sits over there. It's yeah. It doesn't mean it goes away. <laughs> no, she just kind of hides. And then she comes back and she's like, really? You think you could do that? And I'm like, well, we did, we did it. What do you mean? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, you know, like I put this awning up on the outside. Like I'm like, you know, the dry cleaner down the block has an awning. I want an awning. So I got an awning and I had my name. The logo is like bigger than that. It's probably like three feet wide. And I was like, when I put it up, I was like, what did I do? Like, no, one, who am I to like, no one knows who I am. That's insane. But I was just like, you know what? They will, if I keep it up, they'll know who I am. Oh, you are so inspiring. I love it. And I'm going to put it in the show notes down here. Everyone go check out the fragrances, follow you, listen to Brand Me, your podcast, which is amazing. Thank you. I have followed you for years. I, I'm so honored. Broadway Husbands was like my, I love, I found you got like that. Like I just, I'm just like, I didn't even know you were behind it at first. Like I didn't, it didn't connect oh. the dots. Like you know, and I was just like, it's just what, you know, this Instagram brands of people live in the atmosphere that you just know. And I just, it's one of the brands that I always connected with. Oh, thank you. Yeah. We, we have fun. And I, and I have to say my skin, when my skin looks the best, which it doesn't at this moment, because um, you have good I have skin, I was going to say, an awical, but thank even. you. But when it's looked the best, it's because I learned from you. Oh my God. Thanks. I mean, in another it, world, I, I, I want to be like an esthetician. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. I, would come, I would come to you every week. Oh my God. Yes. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you for joining us. And I will put everything down below. Everyone go follow Preston. It really means a lot that you came here. Brett, thanks. I'll see you on my podcast soon. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>